I need to stand right about here because I get a clear view of the clock back there. <laughs> I want to try to say a few words about the liturgical year. And uh, that's probably a topic we want to make sure I don't go long on. So uh, who knows what the liturgical year is all about? So in the interest of time, uh, we can think of it as a way of walking through salvation history in a year. You know, we began last ad Advent, November of 2017. We were waiting for Christ to come, for the birth of a Messiah. The way that from the beginning of time, the world waited for God to work his way of salvation to bring all people back to him. And we worked then through the birth of Christ, through his public life, his suffering, death, and resurrection, his ascension to heaven. And we followed then how the community he left on earth carried on the mission that he had started while he was on earth. And we saw that play out through the summer as we saw how we, too, are being called to become disciples. We're nearly at the end of that annual journey. We have tonight, we have next weekend, the celebration of Christ the King. And the church uses what are called apocalyptic readings or scripture passages. Apocalyptic, that even sounds bad. Apocalyptic means simply to reveal or to uncover. And the form they take is frequently to present terrible trials and tribulations that will occur at the end of time. But you have to look at how these are written. Because, for example, the first reading is from Daniel tonight, and we will have a reading from Daniel next week as well. Daniel is not the author of the book of Daniel. He's the hero in the book. The author lived about 150 years before Christ. And he told a story. But he told a story that was set 400 years before that, when the Jews were exiled in Babylon. So they were really up against it. In exile, their temple had been destroyed. Their religion seemed to be on the ropes. And there is a hero that the author of Daniel presents, Daniel, who in that time frame kind of rallies the troops. And he presents the story. Daniel is the story, or is a series of stories about how the Jews basically survive the exile. So the book goes into the trials that they had to endure but the people 150 years before Christ knew that they had survived the exile. They had returned and restored the temple and rebuilt Jerusalem. So it's a story they would hear, they would associate with all the trials and tribulations that were described. But they would know, we can take heart. We survived that time. We will survive this time. 
the persecutions that they were suffering 150 years before Christ. So that is within it a message of hope. It shall be a time unsurpassed in distress since nations began. We heard that in our first reading. But we survived. We have hope. Whatever we're enduring now, we can get through it because we have the best hero of all on our side. The gospel has a bit of apocalyptic in it as well. We hear Jesus talking about the Son of Man coming on a cloud. That's an image that's taken directly from Daniel. And at the time this gospel was written, the Jews were enduring persecution and suffering. And they were wondering what was going to happen. But Mark is reminding them that we will survive because we know that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and is with us to watch over us. You know, the, it's interesting for me anyway. We're now at the end of the liturgical year. Next week, we will celebrate the solemnity of Christ the King. Think back to the beginning of the liturgical year. Christ the King was a helpless infant in a manger. He couldn't do anything for himself. Would anyone have imagined at that time that he would grow up to be the king of the universe? But he did. And we know that that image of his growing up and becoming our savior is what drives everything we do. What was it that marked that occasion? A star, a star over the manger in Bethlehem. You know, in six weeks, and the time will go like that, we're going to be celebrating Christmas once again. We will celebrate the fact that Christ came, he comes again. We will celebrate that anniversary at Christmas, and he comes to us each day that we walk in his way. I love the message of hope that ends up being spelled out in, uh, again, in the first reading. It closes with the following. Those with insight shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament and those who lead the many to justice shall be like the stars forever. <clears throat> Thursday, we're gonna celebrate Thanksgiving. Have you begun to think about what you're thankful for? The people in your lives who have helped you, who make a difference every day in your life? The people you know, who are family and friends, the people who you don't know? Each of you is like a star shining brightly like the splendor of the firmament. You are the stars who lead many to justice. 
by the way you lead your life. That's something to be thankful for. There are days, I suspect, when none of us feels like we're up to that task, that we're not fulfilling that opportunity. But the fact is, our faith gives us the strength and we have a community of faith that allows us to realize that role, to be a star in the sky, leading others to justice by the way we lead our lives. This evening, after, at the end of Mass, we're going to have a special blessing, special recognition for several of our parishioners who have been particularly important. They have been stars who have shone particularly brightly. And we recognize them. We recognize them for what they have accomplished and done and what they mean to the community, but we recognize them as like icons for all of you. These are people who stand out, who we want to point to, and in pointing to them, we want to point to each of you and thank you for what you have done to help lead others to justice in our community. May you be filled with wonderful blessings for which you can be thankful this Thanksgiving.